1: Paul
2: Jameson. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. I hope you are doing well and business is booming in your neck of the woods. Today, we're going to do a fun podcast takeover. I'm going to be a guest on the show along with Zach from the Montreal Contractors. He is a kitchen and bath contractor up in montreal canada uh really 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 does great work of remodeling uh kitchens and bathrooms and if he lived close to me i'd have him come do mine maybe maybe one day when i build my lord will and build my dream studio dream house i can afford uh zach and jesse to to come on down and uh build me a masterpiece man they do great work um check them out on instagram by the way mtl contractors beautiful 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 work And uh, anyway, we're going to talk today, uh, Zach and I, and um, Adam Sylvester, he's going to be interviewing Zach and myself, and we're going to be talking about recession-proofing our business. And so when things uh, dip in the economy, right, people typically stick to the basics of food, water, shelter, utilities, kind of hunker down a little bit. So these luxury services of having a fancy bathroom or a fancy kitchen or a fancy yard, oftentimes get put lower on the priority list. And so we need to uh, plan ahead because when times are good, money is flowing, folks are, you know, freely spending money on upg- upgrading their kitchens and bathrooms and yards and lawns and landscapes, et cetera. And so we need to plan ahead uh, for the rainy day, so to speak, for the time when it gets a lot more uh, crunched of uh you know, how consumers behave during a recession. So without further ado, enjoy this podcast takeover. This is from the Masters of Home Service podcast that Jobber puts out. Um, you can listen to the full episode by clicking on the link in today's show notes, but we're gonna play a um, portion of this interview um, with Adam interviewing Zach and myself. So enjoy.
3: On today's episode, we are discussing how to recession-proof your business. We have Zach Garkowski, owner of Montreal Contractors in Montreal, Quebec. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. And Paul Jamison, successful business owner and host of the Green Industry Podcast out of Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome. Thanks, Adam. I know our guests today love Jobber. With Jobber, managing the customer experience from estimates to invoicing has never been smoother. Our listeners can get a special discount on a new subscription by going to jobber.com slash podcast deal. Trust me, it'll make your whole business more efficient and more profitable. So Zach and Paul, a lot of our listeners have either gone through a recession or they're they're thinking about that right now. Have either of you gone through any kind of recession or setback?
0: Yeah, so I was working with my dad in 2008 when the housing market kind of turned upside down. And at that point, I just started taking over some of the back end stuff, estimating and getting my hand into the finances. And we made out okay; We didn't lose too much work, but there was definitely that feeling, the trepidation from clients and stuff. We did have a few projects that had pulled out about Mm -hmm. a year in advance of when we were supposed to do them. And a few people that were kind of downgrading some of their Fixtures and finishes, so we definitely felt people kind of tightening their belt straps a little bit. We made out okay, but we weren't completely untouched by
3: it. Yeah, a little scathed, but
2: not devastated. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Yeah, two thousand eight. I was in college, so all I had to worry about was my cafeteria food, and I worked <laughs> at the cafeteria, so I got discounts on that. Short answer is no. I have I've not. What about COVID? How did COVID? Impact your businesses? Well, it impacted the labor issue because people were getting money to stay at home. And So, do you want to uh, come mow grass, you know, and sweat and do physical hard labor? There were some like mathematical equations where, like, you actually got more money literally to stay at home than to go work. And so that was the big issue. There was a demand for the work, but it was getting labor you know, laborers to do the work was the issue that the lawn and landscape industry is still in, in some ways recovering from today.
3: Yeah. I mean, in some ways home service skyrocketed, the demand for it skyrocketed, <laughs> right. but then the ability to produce it <laughs> went down. It was so hard to
2: get people to work and hire people. Well, I think in the landscaping industry, as you know, Adam, people are home now. So before they left in the morning, they weren't really paying attention that the bushes were all overgrown and ugly mm-hmm. They come home his life was busy. Now you're home all day working from home and you go outside to get the mail and you're like, man, our house looks like it needs a refresh here, you know? And they call the landscaper and the issue is, we don't have the manpower to handle all the work. Yeah. Zach?
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree, right? People have been, especially with the, at the same time as COVID hit in our market anyway, the price of homes just started to skyrocket, right? The market went wild. So people were staying at home and instead of purchasing that new bigger place, they were deciding to invest, redo that kitchen, finally add the pool in the back, whatever it was. But like Paul said, it was just really hard to get people to go in and work. So we saw our demand increase
3: exponentially, but Mm -hmm. our ability to supply was just completely devastated. So yeah. it was tough. So our listeners are wanting to hear the, the juice, right? So Paul, how do you recession proof your business?
2: Well, a couple things. Number one, I think you need to get tunnel vision on how you make money. You have to have customers. So you need to stay focused on who's our target market, who's our customer and how can we serve them? And a lot of times people watch the news too much and they start getting fearful and oh, oh, you know, you, you, you watch all that stuff mm-hmm. and you're getting distracted because now you're not focusing on marketing to your customer, serving your customer. You're worrying about what the cable news narratives are telling you. And they're a business just like we're a business. Mm-hmm. How do they make their money? advertising. So if they can get y'all worked up and get their more ratings and then they get more advertising money and you get sucked into that. Now all of a sudden you lost focus on serving your customer and you're all worried about what they're saying. And so I, I literally tune I, I think I, I was talking to you or someone yesterday. Oh no, it's Andy. And he's like, I haven't watched TV in months. And so I think you need to unplug from all of the narratives going on and get back to marketing and focusing on serving your customers and making money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Paul. I think marketing is is huge. I think it was Warren Buffett that said, when others are fearful, uh, when others are greedy, be fearful. When others are fearful, be greedy. Mm-hmm. So if there's blood in the water, you want to be a shark. Small businesses are closing down. So that's less competition in the market for you. Bigger companies are getting afraid. They're starting to pull their marketing budget out. I feel like that's your biggest opportunity to kind of move in front of that client base and just snatch up all of that market share. So I think think it's really important to double down on the marketing when things get hard.
3: I agree. If you view it as an opportunity, then you can really grow. hundred percent. You can be used as a rallying cry to your employees. Hey, we're not slowing down. We're pushing forward. Exactly. We're doubling down. We're, we're stepping on the gas pedal a hundred percent and we're going, we're not slowing down. We're not going to be afraid. We're cautious, be wise, but we're going forward. We've got to drive sure. this machine. So what should listeners think about in terms of like cutting? What should they cut? What should they not cut? What do you guys think about that? Mm-hmm.
0: So I think it's important to look at what you need versus what you want. So if you're looking at, you know, getting the, the latest model truck with the lift kit and everything, it's probably a good moment to put that on pause <laughs> if your truck is still serving you well, as hard as it might be to, to hear <laughs> that or to tell myself that. I think it's important to be prudent with where your financials are going. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's important to double down on things that are going to serve your business. Right. So like the marketing budget, like anything that's going to help you streamline the The back end of your business. If you can shave an hour and a half a day out of your process, that you don't have to be in the office, that you don't have to be on the phone, at the end of the week, you're going to have worked an extra day. So, for every week, you're getting an extra day. By the end of the year, you're going to have an extra almost two months worth of work versus the competition. So, it's really important to dial in and and realize where you're losing time and focusing on the wants versus needs. Like we've been wanting to upgrade some of our corded tools to cordless tools. Mm. And as much as that helps the business, We have tools that work now. It's just that they got tails on them. So it's not the end of the world. They still work. So we've put that one on hold for now to kind of focus on what's more important for us at this time.
3: Yeah, I like that approach. I view it as a road trip. And if economic recession is coming, you want to put gas in the car, which is marketing dollars and efficiency. And if you have some stuff in the trunk, take it out. Mm -hmm. If you have some things to cut, some, some things that are weighing you down, things you just took for granted before, go lean, which is good advice for any time in business. So in many
2: ways, it helped a lot of people to focus on paying attention to our numbers and cleaning up the little ankle biters of things that really were not noticeable in our business when things were so well, but could be improved. So there's many good things that came out of what we've went through.
3: Are you ready to grow your lawn care and landscaping business at light speed? Hey, I'm Cody Owen with Lightspeed Social Agency, and you have heard me talk shop right here on the Green Industry Podcast and every other lawn care podcast you listen to. I hope that you have taken advantage of the expert knowledge I've given in those interviews, but I want you to experience the power of putting Lightspeed behind your business this spring. Sign up for Facebook and Instagram ads management and put my team's years of experience to work in your business.
1: Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS TrackIt is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS TrackIt take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS TrackIt, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before.
2: Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your Productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul.
3: Paul, what can we learn from making our business more efficient? Any tips on how to be more efficient in the field? Yeah, two things is you want to raise your
2: prices and you want to get as efficient as possible. You have to do both of them. You can't just raise your prices, but you also have to just look at what's the most efficient way to do this. And we were chatting last night. I was just hanging out with a friend of mine. He's got 100 employees. And so a five minute mistake he's run the math is a $3,000 mistake when you multiply it if a hundred people are doing the same Mm -hmm. thing. So in lawn care, for example, we have all these gas stations throughout Atlanta, quick trips, the most popular one in racetrack. I drive by there in the morning and there's a whole bunch of landscaping trucks and the landscaping trailers. These guys are getting their fuel and they're getting getting their Twinkies and they're getting their big golf. They're getting all their coffee and they're just lily gagging around. They're just milking it. They're just Mm -hmm. cruising into the day. Dave's like, are you kidding me? It's a company policy. There's no way we're going to allow our trucks to be at a gas station in the morning. They actually have fuel on site, but at the end of the day, guys are done working. They're excited to go home to their families. So you fuel up at the end of the day, when everyone's tired and they're ready to get home, they're going to do it real quick and efficient. Get get everything fueled up. So the next day, when you start the day, you start with a fuel tank of gas. You're not wasting time at the gas station. That's just one example of how can you be more efficient? But you Mm -hmm. also have to raise your prices. Mm -hmm. If you're cutting someone's yard for $45 last year, it needs to be 47 or 48. And then you do it the next year, it's 50 or 51. And you always have to be raising it. But now Mm -hmm. inflation is, I mean, What they say on paper and in the reports isn't what I'm paying. I'm I'm noticing double digits all across the board, what Mm -hmm. I'm buying. So you need to raise your prices to keep up with inflation and you have to increase your efficiency. That's a great tip. Zach? Yeah, I think what Paul said is so true.
0: It's so important to keep an eye on your pricing. So us, we have basically hundreds of SKUs in our app that we need to keep track of. And as prices go up, it's really hard to let that get away from you. They're not auto updating. So I remember Mm -hmm. a year ago or two years ago, we were paying $2.35 for a two by four. And within six months time, it was up to (laughs) $10.40, right? So like estimates that we were doing, if you multiply that by by every screw, by every piece of wood, by everything that's going on to a project. By the end of it, it's like, I, I'd be spending $40,000 to do the job. So <laughs> it's really important to stay on top of your pricing. And and like you said, right, cost of living has increased Exponentially, So the, the cost of gas, the cost of vehicles, the cost of, you know, phone plans and literally everything, everything has gone up. So you have to keep in line with that. You have to keep those prices coming up because we're in business to make money. Right. We're in business to, to pull a profit, to make a living and to pull a profit so that the business can be sustainable and have its own legs. And if we're not keeping up with that inflation, we're not keeping up with that rising cost. It's just we're toast. We're dead meat. So,
2: yeah, and piggybacking off of the money side, cash is the oxygen of our business business. So even being more efficient, I know the way you probably collect money is different than someone in the lawn maintenance world, but how can you be the most efficient to collect your money? And I know people that will go and mow, we'll use the month of July as an example. They'll go and mow the first week of July, second, third, and fourth, then give Sweet Sue an invoice at the end of the month. And then there's a couple of weeks until she pays. So you don't get paid you mowed the first week of July, you didn't get paid till the middle of August. Mm-hmm. When there's tough times, you, that money, that's a big deal. So, hard. are you able to get a card on file and charge your customer the day you do your service? So, your cash flow, if your price is got to get your prices on point. For sure. but you also got to collect that
0: money ahead of time. I mean, we do the same thing, right? We're, we're always really careful to send those invoices out well in advance to make sure that we're never bankrolling. Like you said, right, you don't want to be bankrolling, sweet <laughs> Sue. You, we're not in the business of financing people <laughs> for, their, for their long care. Yeah. That's it. So we're, we're not going to be able to go and capture a margin off of that. We're actually just going to be losing money on it. We're going to be losing efficiency. So we're really careful about trying to send everything out. And like you said, having a card on file, having those payment terms set up, Super in advance to make sure that you're getting that cash in and that you're not just kind of going out of pocket and putting everybody on your arm because that's uh it's something that seems tempting at the beginning, especially if you're small or a startup, it's like the money's going to come through. It's not a big deal. You take your time paying me, but as your business starts to scale up and you see those, you know, costs of the background expenses increasing and stuff like that, and the monthlies going up, it's so important to just have that
3: cash flow. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're, uh,
0: you're going to be starving for oxygen. So
3: cash is king. Exactly. You have a lot of it to be in business. So it's a great time to call clients from years ago. Hey, how's it going? How's that bathroom remodel that we did last year going? Oh, it's great. You know what? I'm glad you called. I want my front door redone or whatever it is. And so I think it's a great opportunity to to mine your list call those clients, the good ones at least, yeah, exactly. and see what they're up to. You have no idea what might be a $40,000 phone call. That's exactly right. So
0: we're very much low volume kind of projects, right? So when someone redoes their kitchen, ideally they're not going to be redoing it for another 25 <laughs> years, right? So it's, it's really hard to go and capture that repeat business until it's time for them to do the rest of their place, to, to redo the bathroom or whatever it is. But I think it's so key to reach out to some of those past clients because you never know where that next lead is going to come from. So even sometimes by just, Sort of reminding them that they had that positive experience with you, that you gave them a really good service, that you gave them a really good project. And they're like, you know, it's it's been four years, but yeah, the, the kitchen or the bathroom still looks amazing. Then the next time when one of their friends asks them, I'm looking to get my bathroom redone, I'm looking to redo the patio, back, whatever it is, you're gonna be top of mind. You're gonna That's be right. the name that comes up and say, I got just the guy for you. So you don't wanna let that kind of slip into obscurity. You wanna be the name that they're dropping.
3: Yeah, I'm so glad you called. I was just thinking about it. Exactly that. right. Yeah. yeah. Paul. Should we treat our clients any differently during these tough times? The tough time comes, do you change your service offering? Do you change any of the way you do business? I mean, you do want to be sensitive and compassionate. And, you know,
2: if someone got laid off or something, there's a a amount of respect and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, you need to run your business profitably and so you gotta charge the right price. You gotta show up and and do a fantastic job and they'll pay you. So I don't think you need to be cutting discounts and deals and things of that nature. You just need to be doing excellent, excellent work doing what you say you're gonna do, providing that fantastic service to your customer and charge full price, a fair a fair price. But I would be emotionally and relationally intelligent and careful, but we're in this business to get a profit. And so I would make sure you're doing a great job, but you need to make sure you you know your numbers and are dialed in. So there's a both end to that of being respectful, but at the end of the day, we need to do our service and, and charge a fair price for it. Mm-hmm.
3: I have had, we all have, I'm sure, we've had a few clients who they did request, hey, can can you help me out here? Can I pay next week or the week after? You know, that kind of stuff. And I'm okay with doing what I would love to do with everybody, which if I can't, for just a few. And so if a few people- I'm willing to help them out a little bit because I can, but I wouldn't do it for everybody but if I need to change the payment terms for a couple people to keep them as clients, especially if they've been around for a while, I'm okay with doing that as long as it doesn't get too excessive and it's hurting the business. But within reason, I like to accommodate because we're all in this together, you know? For sure.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's something that we're mindful of, right? Where we're aware of the fact that some people might be kind of reducing scope and stuff. And like you said, I, I think it's so important to repeat that is you don't want to be giving discounts, right? Especially now if, if people are tightening their belts, you got to do the same. So you don't want to be discounting your services. So it's a good Time to kind of negotiate on scope instead of the price, right? So if people are saying, you know, if there's a way that we could shave a few bucks a month or if we can take 10,000 off of the project while you know, what can we do to get to that budget Mm -hmm. without kind of sacrificing the whole project? And like you said, I I think it's important to just always make sure that you're delivering that excellent service because that's what's going to set you apart. So if you market yourself to the type of clientele that isn't looking to negotiate on price alone, they're really looking for someone that's the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times I feel like you're going to be a little bit sheltered from a lot of the turbulence in the market Mm -hmm. because you're not dealing with people who are looking for, you know, well, this guy's going to do it for 30, cents cheaper. So I think it's it's important to sort of make sure that you're in that market of just high quality, high customer service. And that kind of helps protect you from the people that are just sort of penny
3: pinching and, and can't really afford your services. That's a really good point. Another thing I'm thinking about in terms of recession proofing your business, that's a proactive thing. I think one way that you can be proactive in that is building your client list through email, even text messaging, Instagram, Facebook, social media channels. How have you guys built your platforms so that something did happen and maybe lead flow changed? You'd still have a voice to get clients from.
2: Paul? I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on social media, Zach, and, and being everywhere on social media. So you need to build those up. Where your customers are more than likely is on Facebook a lot of 50 60 year olds they have a lot of buying power that's the richest people they're on facebook mm-hmm. a lot of folks in their 40s a lot of buying power a lot of decision makers in this industry they're on instagram and so you want those your instagram your facebook's to be excellent right now with reels the algorithm is promoting short form vertical content so easily so showcase your work do your work and start now be on facebook be on instagram be on youtube be on all those spots. So you want to build that image and and look for the opportunities. Yeah. I think like you said, right,
0: social media is that huge opportunity right now. It's so easy to get into. It's free. You're not pumping a bunch of money into into it as a marketing channel. So it's a great free tool to kind of connect with people. And what I like about it is that you're kind of connecting with people on this personal level, right? You're in the same feed as their friends, as their family and stuff. So it makes you really familiar. It makes them comfortable with you. So when they're looking for that service that you're offering, you're going to be the top of mind, you're going to be the one that they think of that they already feel that connection with between Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of that. It's just the amount of leads that we get from it. And the fact that you just sort of have this dynamic online portfolio that people can go and check into, because it's one thing to have those pictures on a website and stuff, and it's very nice and structured. But when you're doing it completely mobile oriented, like you said, the vertical format, it's just huge, right? Because people are consuming that
2: content anyway, so they might as well be consuming yours. What a great resource. The old saying is your network is your net worth. And so you plant that wide networking out there. You don't know how it's going to go. It's going to go in your favor if you have more clout on the social media and things of that nature. And so whether you're attracting employees or customers, it's a huge opportunity right now to build up your social media. So if, if the recession does come, you have a strong brand out there across all the platforms. For sure. That doesn't cost anything,
3: right? So, Exactly. That's awesome. those, are, those are great points. So we're still talking about recession-proofing your business, and one of the ways you can do that is by keeping the good people that work with you here. So how have you guys learned how to keep retention high, keep morale high? What do you guys think about that, Zach?
0: Yeah, so I think it's important to make sure that you're taking care of your key players. Uh, at the end of the day, these are the people that are going to be feeding the bottom line of your business. So if you're having wins, you want to share those wins with them. And if you're looking out for them, they're going to be looking out for you. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're making your job site or you're making your business a fun place to come into. And that, you know, like you were saying before on social media, that it's something that's attractive to people, that they're going to want to come and be part of the team and sort of work together with you instead of just working under you as an employee. You want to try and bring everybody up to your level so that they can help you bring other people in and then just kind of continuously bring everybody up to that same level that you're looking for.
3: Yeah, and I also think... An owner needs to be positive, right? Employees don't need to, don't want to come to work and the owner's whining and complaining about how hard it is. I could find people and, oh, the recession. All they don't want to hear all that. they want to be, they want to hear a positive leader who's still charging ahead, who still cares about you. It still needs to be positive. And that starts with you. Right. right. Yeah, I've got to see a lot
2: of behind the scenes at companies with with the podcast. I I travel to people's shops, and you know, I just pay attention to the cultures that are just. I can tell when someone's mailing it in at a job they don't like versus someone that's proud to work. So you need to cast that long term vision because. In Atlanta, for example, the chicken plant, they offer you a signing bonus and they offer you all these bells and whistles and they're dangling that. And you can go work in the air conditioning at at Costco or Target, and they're offering you more money. And so it's unfortunate. I just had a conversation with a fellow who lost his foreman a few weeks ago, right in the middle of the spring rush. It's like, why'd he leave? And he's like, so-and-so offered him a little bit more money. And I was like, Mm. you didn't give him enough vision to want to be With you long term, you have to build something to give someone a long term vision, and one way to do that is with your words. It's free. Zach, great job, man! That looks fantastic. You tell that to your labor. You that is great, man. You're so skilled. Words of affirmation like that are free, and you just have to build them up. So hopefully, they'll stick around. Mm Hundred percent. That touches back to what Adam was saying, right? Is that just that
0: positivity being a positive force in your industry is just it's huge. You can't buy that,
3: right? So in the mind of our listeners, some of them are getting a little nervous. Some of them are are preparing for whatever they perceive as a recession and stuff. So how would you encourage them just from the heart? How would you encourage our listeners to to keep moving forward and recession proofing their business? Zach, you go first.
0: Yeah, so I would say make sure that you're offering the highest level of service that you can make sure that you're not pulling out and holding back, that you're spending the money that you need to on marketing and make sure that you're holding back on on what you don't absolutely need. So focusing on those wants versus needs, I think
2: those are probably the, the top three tips that I could give. That's great. Yeah, number one, be excited. Some of the best companies that we've all heard of today were birthed in a recession. Mm. So it's a huge Good opportunity point. out there. Number two, I'll talk about frugality in, in your actual personal lifestyle. It's not the time to be flashing and, and living high on the hog. I would, how simple can you live and, and what are ways you talked about efficiency earlier, Zach, like in your personal budget, what can you do to be the most efficient and not be blowing money? Because the more margin you have in life and time, the more peace you have. And so when things get tough, if you're stretched thin and you're stressed out about money, mm-hmm. people have intuition. They'll pick up on boss man's nervous, boss man's (laughs) on edge. But if you're genuinely peaceful, people can sense that. I'm not saying don't enjoy the fruit of your labor. If you make a bunch of money, enjoy it in ratio, but be preparing now. More than likely, there will be a hiccup in in the future. So you can lead your business um, with as much peace and confidence and courage as possible.
3: Yeah. Those are great points. So the three takeaways I have is number one, be efficient. This is a great time to self-evaluate and look for ways to be more efficient. I love your, your tip earlier about making sure you fuel up at the end of the day and not at the beginning of the day. That was a great efficiency tip. Number two, press forward on marketing. Yep. Make sure that machine is well-fed and give it the gas it needs. And so focus on marketing. And then number three, start building your list now, whether that's email, text, social media, but start building it now. You can't you can't start then. You got to start building it now. It takes time, but it does pay off in the long run. It's a long game situation. And then a bonus tip, bonus tip here, build your culture. Make sure you have a good place to work. I love that. Well said, Adam. Guys, it's been a great conversation. Thanks for being here. How do our listeners find out more about you guys, Zach? So for us, we're all over social at MTL Contractors. Awesome. Paul? I'm on MySpace.
2: And- <laughs> <laughs> I'll look for you on MySpace and see what I find. <laughs> At Green Industry Podcast, we also have an audio podcast Monday through Friday. Some guys don't even get that joke. They're younger. Right?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate what you guys are doing in the marketplace. You guys are really making a difference. You're pushing forward, you're producing, you're hiring people, you're taking care of clients, and it really matters. So from my heart and the listener's heart, thank you for what you guys are doing at keeping up. It really makes a difference. Thanks thank for you. having us out, Adam. Appreciate yeah, it. For sure. Thank you. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, share it, review it, tell your friends. The more you do that, the more other people see it. and helps other business owners. We'll see you next time. I'm really grateful to our listeners who tuned in today. I hope you heard something that will make your business more profitable and more efficient. I'm your host, Adam Sylvester, and you can find me at adamsylvester.com. Remember, your clients and your team deserve your very best. So go give it to them. We'll see you next time.
2: I know we just did the grand finale outro there, but I did want to hop on real quick and just let you know in the show notes today is the link to the full episode with Zach, Adam and myself, as well as where you can subscribe to the Masters of Home Service podcast. And uh, I suggest and recommend adding that to your library. Um, It's very unique. I know a lot of y'all listen to the other podcasts that Mr. Producer produces and uh, rightfully so excellence in broadcasting right there. The Jobber podcast um, is another one I'd recommend adding to your arsenal. Uh, Their episodes will come out on Tuesdays, the new ones, and you're going to get a fresh perspective from other industries. Christine Hodge will be on there from the pressure washing, kind of house washing, um, you know, cleaning the roof um, industry. Uh, There's probably a better name for it than that, but uh, there's going to be auto detailers on there. Oscar, there's going to be Kimberly. She cleans homes. Um, Of course, you'll hear more from Zach on on the remodeling side of things. Um, The host, Adam, um, does gutter cleaning as well as a lawn care business. And uh, there's just several other folks on there. Andy will be a guest on there, and he does um, like trash removal, junk removal. And all all these folks, even though they're in different industries, they have unique perspectives of, of how to serve the customer well, how to market, how to price services, and ultimately how to win money and build a team. Um, and, and that healthy work-life balance. So I thoroughly enjoyed getting to have uh, lunch and dinner with these folks and, and swapping stories off air. And uh, definitely we had a wonderful time on air as well. So if you wanna take your business to the next level, what I recommend is always learning. And uh, when you have free resources like this, take advantage of it. So Masters of Home Service Podcast, go subscribe to that show and uh, you know uh, binge listen to the past episodes If you haven't already listened to those ones and then uh, when the fresh new ones come out on Tuesdays, take a listen. So thank you for listening to today's show and we hope to catch you on the next episode of the Green Tree Podcast. Don't miss your chance to level up at the 2023 Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. From October 17th through 20th, you can explore the best in landscaping and hardscaping across the 1,000 exhibits. Make the most of this event and use my promo code Paul to save a whopping 50% off your registration. Just check out the link in our show notes and let the growth of your business take center stage at the Equip Expo.
1: Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening
2: this summer dive into the many cools of san antonio because as soon as the temperature rises so do the many cool things to do come keep cool with amazing pools and the hottest nights at the coolest spots in texas go to visit sanantonio.com slash summer